two of Board Game Blitz, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network and a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to pick a favorite online board game platform. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, we're spending the whole episode talking about ways to play games when you can't leave the house. And now, here are your hosts, Ambi and Crystal, plus special guest and patron of the show, Pam. Yay! Yay! Hi, Pam! Hi! Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited to be here. So for those of you who aren't aware, we do have a Patreon, um, and we are very grateful to the people who contribute to our Patreon, who help support the show. We actually turned off the Patreon for the month of April because we recognize that right now in the midst of a pandemic that sometimes a couple extra dollars can mean a lot to someone. So we didn't want anyone stressing about helping us financially. Ambie and I are doing pretty okay right now, generally. And so we we turned off Patreon funding for April. We may do that again in May. Not sure. Um, We haven't decided that yet. But Pam has been one of our loyal supporters for a while and she backs at the tier that she gets to sit in on a couple of our recording sessions every now and then and she kind of just hung in the background and listened last time but Pam is such a lovely human that we were like you know what you're just going to be our third chair uh for today so (laughs) Pam thank you so much for joining us yeah it's it's always fun even if I'm just listening Well, we're happy to have you participating actively the whole time. And yes, as I mentioned in the intro, we're kind of ditching our normal format. I guess if you're listening to this episode way in the future, you should know that the coronavirus pandemic is happening in the world right now as we are recording this. And obviously that is affecting everyone. Um, We are not going to dwell on that part of things, obviously, here. Um, This is a board game podcast, but we (laughs) wanted to give some context in case you happen to be listening to this later, because I think it could be, it could sound, this could sound a little odd later if you were listening, I think. (laughs) Uh, But right now, I think you all will understand why we're talking about ways to play board games or other games when you don't necessarily have a game group or a physical Mm -hmm. space other than your house to play games in. Yeah, so there's a lot of different ways you can play games with people, especially now with the internet. (laughs) There's ways to communicate with people. The internet? (laughs) What's that? Yeah. I could go into a song right now, but it's not appropriate. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, from Avenue Q? (laughs) Yeah. I know a lot of our listeners are also musical fans, but yes, the internet song from Avenue Q would not be appropriate for this podcast if you're an adult and you like funny songs look up avenue q the internet is for and google will just fill in the rest of that phrase for you i I highly recommend it if you have not heard that song but yeah there's lots of video chatting devices that you can use and you can use that to play games with people or to help in playing games with people there's a lot of video games you can play so not all video games are like video gamey. <laughs> right. Like it's is a board game not a board game if it's in digital form? Because I would yeah. say yeah, a board game in digital form could be called a video game, but it's also still a board game. So the the lines have blurred in pretty significant ways, which truly I love. I love that mm-hmm. there are lots of different types of games in lots of different formats. You've got board games that use apps and you've got digital games that act like board games. Yeah. There's some video games that uh, I've played with people online that I think work well with people online because 
they're made for that. Um, so one one that came out a few years ago now is Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. So that's a game where you're trying to defuse a bomb. It's a cooperative game, real-time cooperative game, which is the types of board games that I enjoy yeah. too. We're all shocked that you like a real-time cooperative game. <laughs> yeah, but in Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, someone needs to have the video game part and they're looking at a bomb and it has like different modules on it and everyone else has printouts or they're looking at a pdf online um of bomb manuals and it's basically a bunch of different mini puzzles and so they're talking to each other the person who can see the bomb is describing what they see and then the people who have the manuals are telling them how to defuse it so it's a communication game and you're trying to do it in time so that's really fun and it's actually might work better if you're not in the same room because sometimes if you're in the same room you accidentally see like the other stuff that you're not supposed to see so that's cool what's funny they actually have this game for uh vr i've considered buying Mm -hmm. it for my oculus rift because then if somebody's wearing the headset if you're not projecting what they're seeing onto the computer screen oh yeah yeah um then yeah but like but that would only be if they were in the same room as me if i was playing over the internet I guess yeah. I would have to, if I was streaming it, then the people participating would couldn't watch the stream, obviously, because they wouldn't yeah. be able to look at the bomb. But yeah. I worry about, even with the, like, the Oculus Rift hand controls are good, but, like, manipulating the, the bomb and the modules and thing, I worry, I don't know how well it works in VR. I actually played it in VR a few years ago, yeah. and it worked pretty well. Because oh, nice. you don't have to do it, it doesn't have to be super precise, it's, like, pretty big oh, okay. things it's not yeah it's not like tiny p- yeah. bits right like it's yeah. okay pam are there any digital video games or board games or otherwise that you're partic- particularly drawn to or have enjoyed well recently uh sagrada came out for steam and then um tablets phones just in the last few days and i'm, I'm really impressed with how much it feels like the physical board game hmm. i mean it's still beautiful and it's got a nice uh music track so yeah, I've been enjoying that, although my my machine does not run it very happily on Steam. <laughs> so I was really glad that it came out for iOS just a few days after that, because um, I've, I've been playing it on there, and it's it's uh, it's really nice, and it's relaxing, and if nobody's around, it has a great solo option or, or with AI. So yeah, I've been liking that one a lot. I actually did not realize that that had come out on iOS, and I'm going to have to add that to my list of apps to download, because <laughs> I really love Sagrada. I actually just, within the past few weeks, got the newest expansion for Sagrada. It's not crazy new anymore, but the Passion expansion. Um, And I haven't gotten to play it with my actual copy of the game. I got, let's see, I got the Sagrada Passion expansion. I got the Kanagawa Yokai expansion that came out, I think, at Gen Con. I got the crew, finally. I got all these new things, and I'm like, and I'm not playing them. (laughs) (laughs) I got the crew, too. Yay! Have you guys tried the two-player only variant yet? I haven't even looked yeah, at it. Yeah, that, well, that's all I've played so far. I've only played two missions, though. <laughs> Toby's been pretty busy. Um, so far, it was really easy. <laughs> yeah, that's... So, every like, everyone I had played it with previously, it's the normal player counts are three to five, mm-hmm. and everyone says it is hardest at five and easiest at three. So I imagine okay. with two, it's probably similar. But the more mm-hmm. players you have, the harder it is. And... I liked it. We played it with five and I liked it, but I think four might be the sweet spot. Like it's mm-hmm. not too hard, not too easy. Yeah. yeah, I played it with four and it was, it was, it felt really 
appropriately challenging. You know, the first okay. ones were kind of educational. And then you get through, I think we got up to seven or eight. And it was, you know, it was getting, it was getting challenging, but uh, in a, in a fun way, not in an I give up way. Right. Like it's, it, it, all the games are so quick that even when you fail, it feels nice to just pick it right back up and do it again. Right. Um, and there's 50 levels, so yeah. it will keep you busy for a while. <laughs> yes. So you mentioned some app games. I will admit that I've been spending a lot of my time recently playing digital games. Mm-hmm. And apps are one of those things. So a lot of game, like iOS and Android game developers have reduced the prices of some of their app games or even made some of them free. Everything that I'm about to mention was free or cheap in the recent past, but by the time you all hear this episode, I cannot guarantee that will still be the case. But you you should look, you know, Google, there will be articles telling you if there's other stuff that's discounted or free. But I specifically wanted to mention Mini Metro. It is a game where you are creating stuff stops on like a subway or train station and all the stops are just shapes so circles squares triangles and then eventually more complex shapes get added in and you're drawing lines between these shapes and there are little rail cars that go along the lines and pick up circle passengers from a square stop and drop them off at a circle or triangles and drop them off at the square like the shapes all want to get to where the shape matches them and You have multiple lines and you get bridges or tunnels and other, like, you can expand the carriages. It keeps adding more and more. And it, I guess in a way, Ambi is kind of real time in that the state, the game state keeps constantly changing Mm. and you just have to keep adjusting things on the fly. And eventually passengers will pile up in different stations and not get picked up fast enough. And if too many are waiting too long, the game ends. I Mm. am not good at this game, but I love it. It is a lot of fun. I have played that. It is a lot of fun. And it, as you're building it, it looks like a transit map with all the the colors and shapes. And yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I really, I I had heard Suzanne Sheldon talk about this one before. And I was always like, oh, mini Metro. That's a thing I've heard of, but I really didn't know what it was. Wow. It's delightful. I would highly recommend checking it out regardless of whether it's free at this point or not. Um, it's really, really neat. And there were a couple others I downloaded. Um, I downloaded a game called Prune. And that's prune as in the thing you do to a bonsai tree, not the fruit. <laughs> not, um, not the dried plum kind. But yeah, it's literally you're growing trees and then pruning them very deliberately to get them to grow in specific directions and places to grow flowers. It's really lovely. The, the background music is super chill. And it was free when I got it. Again, I cannot guarantee that that will still be the case by the time this episode drops. But I would highly recommend checking that one out if you like like, that's a good one when I'm laying in bed at night and I can't quite fall asleep. That one doesn't take a lot of energy or focus. And it's not high. It's very, like, chill and slow paced. So it's good to, like, as I'm trying to wind down, it's a good time killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And speaking of things that were discounted or free, if, going back to board games, on Board Game Geek, there's actually a geek list of a lot of things that have become free. There's a lot of publishers are responding to coronavirus by like making print and play things available for free or like mini expansions for existing games free so i'll link that in the show notes but there's a lot of stuff like portal games was putting out something new every day i think and there's some like roll and writes and some complete games that are free so yeah if you have a printer at home 
then you can check out print and play board games. Yeah, Jamie Stegmeier designed a roll and write game based on all of the other games oh, yeah, that Stonemeyer Games has published. And I was like, wait, what? I haven't played it, <laughs> but I'm very curious about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then another thing that was discounted, I'm not sure how long it's discounted for, but it's currently still discounted, is Lone Shark Games, their publisher. They publish a bunch of puzzle type games or pu- puzzle books. So one that I got is called The Maze of Games, which is a story book with a bunch of puzzles in it puzzle book I don't, I don't know what it's called but there's basically a story of these two kids getting trapped in a maze and or trapped in a book maze thing and they have to solve a bunch of puzzles to get out and it's a lot of like different types of puzzles there's like crosswords and other types of word puzzles and some logic puzzles so there was a sale on their website for the maze of games and a bunch of other stuff so I got that and a bunch of puzzle books and I got a book, Puzzle Craft, like how to make puzzles. So <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's it, that's just if you like puzzles and reading through that, I've been playing through the Maze of Games and really enjoying it. I, I got the physical copy, which I might be sold out now, but I've been playing that while uh, taking care of my babies. So <laughs> that's that's nice because I don't want them to see a screen all the time. <laughs> right. How are the babies doing? They're doing well. <laughs> they're on a good schedule. That's awesome. And they're uh, they're not seven months yet, are they? Or are they now? Uh, they're six and a half months. Six and a half months? Yeah. Okay. So by the time this episode drops, they'll be close to seven months yeah. old. Yeah. I will admit, they're pretty much the cutest babies in the whole world. So, <laughs> like... I and I have I have two very adorable nephews but man your your twins are competing right now with my nephews for cutest baby awards yay (laughs) well I think they're cute but like I'm their mom so (laughs) (laughs) uh can confirm they're adorable yay (laughs) so uh you and I have also been doing some stuff lately on our twitch channel which Mm -hmm. we've had the twitch channel for a long time and <laughs> yeah, we've we done some fun streams up. on there in the past uh in case you all are new to board game blitz and you haven't been to our board game blitz youtube channel you should go check that out because in the past we used to stream stuff on youtube and twitch like us eating gross jelly beans <laughs> uh and i will say that while that that video is not super flattering for me it is very amusing to watch yeah. but yeah we've been streaming more stuff so i've been playing board games on board game arena and i've been streaming some of that uh, and then, Abby, you and I did a karaoke night recently on yeah. our Twitch channel. That was fun. Yeah, we had a few people join us for that. Um, there's a program called Twitch Sings, mm-hmm. which just natively streams karaoke to your Twitch channel and allows other people to join in. And we had a lot of fun with that. And we've had multiple requests for us to do that again in the near future. So... Uh, I would say if you aren't following us on social media, now is definitely the time because anytime we stream any of this stuff, we don't necessarily, well, some of it we try and schedule in advance, but not by a long period of time. Like it's usually like a day or two in advance. We'll say, hey, this thing is happening. And so if y'all want to sing karaoke with us or play games on Board Game Arena or watch me play Animal Crossing, because <laughs> that's also a thing I've been doing on our Twitch channel. Follow us on Twitch and so make sure you click the notification icon on Twitch so that way you get notified when we go live um, so you can do that stuff with us. I'm going to put in a plug here. You did um, Marble Races a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah! 
Oh my gosh, it's such silly fun. I was I was in there and it it was a fantastic time. Like you have no control over this marble and yet you're <laughs> yeah. rooting for yourself and against everyone else and it's 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 madness. I really loved it. I have yeah. loved marble racing stuff since I was a kid. Like on the original Nintendo, there was a, a game called Marble Madness and I like that was one of my favorite video games when I was young and then I had those plastic toys the like tubing that like you would put drop marbles into and it would just bounce around and go down and whatever I loved that stuff um and I love the YouTube channel Jelly's Marble Runs that does like full-on Olympic style events with commentary (laughs) uh I I don't know all things marbles I just love and so when I found that there was a digital in like a virtual marble racing program i had to get on that i should do more marble racing i haven't done that in a couple of weeks and i need to bring that back for sure (laughs) yeah but that like that's more interactive stuff that you can do online with people all around the world which is really cool and i think you also streamed jackpox at one point right i have yes i streamed some jackbox games and we yeah we hadn't brought that up yet jackbox games Mm -hmm. are a really wonderful way to connect yeah. with people from afar. And you don't have to, for the record, you don't have to have a Twitch channel or a YouTube channel to, to do these things on the internet with your friends. You could use programs like Zoom or Discord to play mm-hmm. Jackbox games. Uh, Zoom definitely works. I think Discord, does Discord do screen sharing? I know they do the audio, sure. but Zoom for sure works. I think actually Skype would probably work as well because you can screen share yeah. on Skype. So yeah, if you, you can download the Jackbox games to, on Steam and then you can share your screen and then everybody else in the call can just use their phones wherever they're at. So that's yeah. a great one. And Jackbox, Jackbox games feel very similar to board games in a lot of ways, yeah, they're like, like party style games. Yeah, they're like party social video games. <laughs> the, uh, the Jackbox Party Pack 6 actually has a social deduction game on it called Push the Button, which I've really enjoyed playing. I think you do want to be able to see people's faces and be able to talk with them as you're playing because it is kind of a, you're trying to convince people that you're not the alien on the ship. And you're like, no, I'm definitely human. So you want to be able to interact with people at least verbally. But I think the video stream is helpful for that. But yeah, the Jackbox Party Pack games are great. Yeah, we use those. At, we're, uh, I'm in a situation where we're all working from home but trying to keep our kind of social collaboration culture going. Uh, so we still have our, our Friday happy hour. And nice. this most recent Friday, they did Jackbox with, I think there were eight participants, but then the whole, the, like the whole team could vote. There's like, there were like 40 mm. people online that could oh, wow. vote on their favorite answer. And it, it worked really, really well. So if anybody's uh, ever stuck at home again, hopefully not, but uh, I highly recommend it just to kind of keep some, some light, fun camaraderie going. And for the record, I know that we're saying that these things are easy to do, but I get that like, Figuring out how to make this stuff work can be daunting for some people if you're not somebody who typically does a lot of like, if you don't know what Steam is or if you don't download a lot of computer games. So for the record, if if you're out there and you want to try this stuff and you're not sure where to start, please feel free to reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook or our Board Game Geek Guild and we would be happy to kind of help you guide you through the process a little bit. Like if this sounds like something you want to do and you aren't sure how to do it, we would be happy to help you with that because we want to make sure that all of our listeners are getting a little bit of fun in uh, in the midst of all of this. And to that end, we actually asked 
our listeners for some stories about what they've been doing gaming wise during this pandemic and you know just we were kind of wanted some like kind and nice anecdotes to share some good vibes if you will so uh ambie do you want to share one of those sure so on twitter liz o chapman said we have connected with friends in the same town and those far away by playing board games across the internet it has soothed our anxieties and brought moments of real laughter And Liz is one of the best people. Liz and her husband uh, are on the Dice Tower cruise and they're really great and we love them. So it was nice to hear from you, Liz. I'm glad that games are helping soothe your anxiety and giving you some enjoyable moments. Yeah. And also on Twitter, the username, oh no, a bear said, solo games have gotten me away from the computer screen where I spend most of my free time. So that's actually like different from... (laughs) What we were talking about, because we were talking about like going onto the internet, whereas this person is getting away from the computer screen. So that's like good for their health, too. (laughs) I can see where they're coming from, because when like in, in my life, generally, when I've had a job where I'm working behind a computer all day, Mm -hmm. I do tend to not want to be on my computer in the evenings. Yeah. And right now... I'm working on my computer at home all day and then often doing stuff on my computer in the evening. And it does get tiring Mm -hmm. to just sit at my desk all day, even if I am doing fun stuff for part of that. So I do think solo board games are a really good option for that. And we didn't really touch on that. We have touched on some games that are good to play solo in the past. I will give another plug for Legacy of Dragonholt here. Y'all go get that game if you can. It's awesome. But honestly, there are a lot of games that have solo modes that are really fun. Mm -hmm. And if you're not normally a solo gamer, you might not even know that some of the games in your collection can be played solo. Like, Really yeah. big epic Euro games. Off, some of them have a great solo mode. Yeah, and some of them just have like on Board Game Geek. You can look up. There's fan solo modes, even if they don't have an official one. So yeah, you could have so many yeah. solo games and not know it. Pam, do you want to read a couple of the responses we got from people in our private Slack channel that anybody can join if they support our Patreon at just one dollar a month or more? Dave says, my kids are actually looking for other things to do than play online with their friends. Taught my 14-year-old and 11-year-old Istanbul and Wingspan. Both were big hits. Oh, yay. That's so nice. That is cool. And you can teach geography with that and a little bit of science with the birds. That is really cool. I think a lot of parents are often like, oh my gosh, my kids just want to play video games and, you know, want to play Fortnite and Minecraft all day. And yeah. it's, it's, sound, it's nice that they're like, hey, hey, mom, dad, can we, can we play a board game? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's great. Rachel says, we taught my mom how to play Drawful 2 over Zoom the other night as a practice for Zooming <laughs> and gaming for the whole family for Easter. Uh, We're teaching my brother-in-law's family tonight. It is so easy to do with casual gamers. I think that's really great. You know, with Easter coming up and a lot of people are used to spending that with a big family gathering. And, you know, I think some of those, uh, you know, social games over, over whatever you can figure out. I'm trying to get my mom on Zoom right now so I can empathize. Um, But I think those are really great ideas. 
those that that is really great. Rachel joined in on a, on the Jackbox game stream that I did recently, and she and her whole family played Drawful Two with me. And then they were like, "This is great!" And so then she went and taught it to her family, which honestly just like makes my heart grow like a billion sizes. I love it. Um, yeah, Drawful Two is kind of it's it's from the same people that make the Jackbox games. It's a separate one, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of the Jackbox games have been going on sale recently, along with the other stuff we were talking about earlier. If you're yeah. interested in those, look them up because I think a lot of them have been going on sale in different platforms. And then lastly, we heard from our good friend of the show, Jay. So they actually just shared an anecdote that kind of relates to what was happening before the pandemic started. So Jay had been leading their monthly community board game night at the Central Library. And they said that that kind of gives them hope for what games and people can do. That game group took a year for them to get going. And it was born from an actual, like a bad incident that happened in Jay's life um, involving transphobia and somebody in the industry. But the event changed their outlook on things. And then they got dozens and dozens of games donated from publishers to kids, teens, and seniors that need those games for a safe social outlet and some other people who are dealing with homelessness as well. Jay is uh, admitting that they are an introvert. And the game nights that they facilitate are challenging sometimes, but now that they aren't happening during the pandemic, Jay misses them. Jay says that they miss the non-transactional nature of a game night. That people come, Mm. they play games, and then they go home. And there aren't any expectations of money or specific Mm. types of social interactions. It's just sit down and play a game together. Jay says that they don't often get to feel like They're truly helping in the world, but in that way, they are. And I would say to that, Jay, you most certainly are. And what a wonderful anecdote to read and kind of wrap this episode up with. I think a lot of us take or took a lot of aspects of the board gaming hobby maybe a little bit for granted. Like my weekly game night, you know, there were weeks when I would kind of just be like, meh, I don't know if I want to go and now I, I I desperately wish that I could get back together with my friends and play games. Um, I miss them. And not just the gaming part, but the, the people, too. You know, board gamers are pretty wonderful. Like, obviously, there's some bad eggs out there. But really, I think a lot of board gamers are really awesome people. And I miss getting to see their faces all the time. I think... We're all probably missing that that face-to-face interaction and it'll come back eventually. And wow, can you all, hold on, just pause for me one second and imagine the first major board game convention that ends up happening after this whole thing is over. I don't know which one it's going to be. I can't, because we don't know when this is going to end. It, it, I'm not going to even try and predict because I don't want to throw out any types of date-related things. But I bet that board game convention is going to be delightful. And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com, for video and blog content, as well as to get links to all our social media pages. This episode was sponsored by Gray Fox Games. Looking for a colorful city-building game to play while you're stuck at home? Zoned Out is available now, and if you order directly from Gray Fox, you'll receive six additional promo cards with your copy of the game. Gray Fox Games. Quality games cleverly crafted. Did you know you can support our show and get cool perks for as little as $1 a month? Become a patron to listen to unedited episodes and join our private Slack channel, which lets you chat with us and other Blitzketeers directly. Head to patreon.com slash boardgameblitz to become a patron today. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow. Technical support provided by Toby Mao. Board Game Blitz is part of the Dice Tower Network. Until next time, 
Is that game lit? Let me play it. I put my meeple down, claim it, and display it. Bye, everyone. Bye. Become a patron to listen to... That word, I know. I swear, if there was a different word, but like... Wait, wait, I don't want to say raw episodes, because that sounds too intense, but like... The raw episode audio. Board Game Blitz, unedited and uncut. Yeah, uncut. I guess uncut. Uncut episodes? No, that sounds weird really... too. Yeah, I uh, hate I'll it. just get better at talking. <laughs> no, it's it's hard every time for anybody. Yeah. It's just a bad word. <laughs> it's time for this episode's alliteration puzzle. In our last episode, we asked you to retheme a Feld game that has a rondelle for not short circus performers who perform high in the sky. That one was a little confusing, but what was the answer, Ambie? It was tall trapezist Trajan. Yeah. <laughs> we hope you all got the answer right. Let's see if you can get this puzzle correctly. This episode, we are asking you to retheme a Friedman Fries solo game for your scared buddy. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>